Good morning, everybody. I would like to welcome you to FL Smith Q1 23 investor presentation. Together with me, uh, I'm joined by Roland Anderson, our group CFO. The usual forward-looking statement uh, caveats are on the screen now. The highlight of the quarter one was that uh, we have an excellent start on our transformation journey. Mining EBITDA was uh, 9.6% adjusted. And also that uh, take into account that uh, there's an underlying dilution from uh, mining technology part of the portfolio, two percentage points. So adjusted EBITDA, 96 and without TK, two percentage points higher. It's a good start for the year. Order intake growth was solid, 15%, supported by volume that we acquired from mining technology. Revenue was especially good for the quarter. We are progressing well with our transformation journey, also regarding synergy takeout. We are slightly ahead of the plan, and we reduced about 800 full-time employees in mining, and also as a part of the cement transformation journey, about 500 from, from cement. Moving on to cement. The cement order intake mix starts to be pretty good. So it's 60% uh, uh, services and 40% uh, products and capital. Profitability is at our target level 4.3. Uh, so in cement, also everything is going according to plan. Transformation has started its full on this year. And out of this transformation, we will come leading mining technology and service company. And cement will be green cement technology and service company. So our company will look very different from what it was uh, some time back. One of the significant achievements in, in uh, restructuring has been reduction of the NCA backlog. And that reduction has been mainly achieved by negotiating exits from contracts. And uh, from the start of the NCA, we have come down in the backlog 45% only in space of about uh, half a year. So I would say that's a very significant achievement. We are exiting NCA fast. We are also maintaining our guidance for the year. And when you're looking at the KPIs for, the, for this first quarter, we are right on guidance as we planned. Regarding sustainability, there are a couple of positives, which is uh, improvement in spend with the suppliers who are committed to science-based targets, improvement in women managers, and slight concern regarding uh, uh, health and safety. And we are addressing that one, and there's a link for that one when we are exiting uh, labor service contracts. And we are now putting extra emphasis on that one while we're exiting those contracts that until we have 
that contract that uh, everybody is working in a safe, safe manner and, and full, full attention to the safety. If you look at then the mining order intake, product order intake is modest due to timing of the opportunities. We announced one significant order for the first quarter, which was full gold flow sheet. Since closing on the books, there was another good order from a significant order from Chile regarding meals. So from our point of view, the capital order intake is more about timing, and activity level is still good, stable in mining. And we are focused on getting orders that we want. So we are very selective with the orders. We want to get orders which are technology product orders with a good margin and low risk. We choose the orders. And the pipeline is still good. Service order intake uh, growth was solid, supported by volumes coming from, uh, from uh, mining technology. And in both categories, our order intake margin is increasing. You will be very proud when you will see the results from the revenues later on. You will be proud of us. We don't venture into the areas that we don't want to go. We are solid technology, product, and service company. Revenue is very good uh, mix in terms of having 60% of the revenue mix coming from services. And also growth in service revenue shows that our supply chain works like a Swiss clock. We can deliver spares, wares, on time, as planned. One of the biggest highlights compared to the consensus estimates is that uh, we are right on guidance for the adjusted EBITDA margin for mining. And as I said earlier, it would be two percentage points higher with a dilution impact from mining technology volume. So we're well progressing in our EBITDA journey. Cement order intake decreased year on year. And it's very, we are very selective in capital product order intake what we take in. The mix starts to be better in order intake, showing 60% share of the service and 40% of the capital. The start of the year for service order intake was a bit slow. First month, second month, but end of the quarter we saw increase in the service order intake. Year on year it's down 14%, but if you look at the sequential, there's a growth between quarter four and quarter one. And our focus is to continue growing services in the coming years, and that will fund our journey to green technology company.
slightly different mix in the revenues. Service share, 56%, but all in all, happy with the revenues and happy with the EBITDA percentage. As we speak, we are reducing operating entities in cement as a part of the simplification. We are moving toward principal company model, simplifying all the operations. And we completed first round of delayering in cement, where we saw 500 colleagues leaving the company. So we are much leaner operation in cement compared to the past. One of the most significant achievements in my books is that uh, we are very fast exiting NCA. So we've seen since the start more than 40% reduction in the backlog. When you look at the numbers, the revenue for the quarter was modest. So most of the exits have been through contract terminations and negotiations about exit. And that has been successful. We continue to support our customers finding new suppliers while we're exiting. We continue, continue negotiating with a few parties about possible sale of some of the assets here. Then I'll hand over to Roland, please. <clears throat> Thank you for that, uh, Miku. So if we have a look at uh, the total thing consolidated, a revenue of uh, $6 billion. A uh, gross profit margin of uh, 23.2 and adjusted EBITDA of uh, 362 uh, million DKK, an adjusted margin of uh, 6%. Uh, reported EBITDA uh, margin of 3.9% and clearing financials and tax and so on, a, a bottom line of uh, 84 million. If we look at the next slide, uh, gross margin uh, reflecting good improvement in mining, but also that the exit of uh, non-core activities is is required and still uh, loss-making on, on gross profit uh, levels. So 23.2% for uh, Q1. Mining moving forward to 25.4%, uh, cement roughly flattish, and non-core activities still uh, loss-making on uh, gross profit level. Our NSGNA cost uh, compared to the same quarter last year is, is obviously up. Uh, mining technologies is now included in our cost base, and we also have uh, integration costs uh, sitting here. It drops a bit uh, compared to Q4 as a percentage of revenue. And as we move forward here, we will see uh, increasingly see uh, synergies uh, uh, taken out of the uh, SDNA uh, cost base uh, over the next uh, three, four, five quarters. Uh, the group's uh, combined uh, EBITDA, 6%, uh, still uh, reflecting ongoing transformation uh, journey. Uh, on the right-hand side, we've tried to do the uh, traditional EBITDA margin bridge, so compared to the same quarter last year where we had a little bit of acquisition cost before the closing and adjusted EBITDA margin last year of 7.2, then our revenue is considerably up, uh, give us a 4% EBITDA margin increase, and uh, predominantly NCA is pulling that uh, a bit back again, as we saw on the previous slides. Mining technologies is about 1.5 uh, uh, dilutive on group level basis and with a f few other adjustments uh, 
and adjust the group EBITDA margin of, of 6%. Uh, integration cost of 127 million DKK equal to about 2%. That leaves us with a group EBITDA margin reported for first quarter of 3.9%. Our networking capital uh, increased. It's uh, mainly driven by uh, lower accounts payable, but also a build-up in work in progress. We end at 10.6%, which is... Uh, in the range we have sort of indicated we will be between 10 and 11%. And that means that the networking capital is increasing by 720 million uh, for the quarter. And if you go to the next slide, that means that on group level, our CFFO is minus 404 million. A uh, little CFFI, we had some CAPEX and also sale of some real estate back and forth, so free cash flow for the quarter. Uh, for the group, minus 428 million. And uh, that brings us uh, to financial gearing that is uh, well uh, below our capital structure targets. So a leverage ratio of 1.0x, uh, slightly up compared to uh, previous quarter, um, but well below our target of 2x. All in all, we will maintain our guidance, so mining 16 to 17 billion in revenue and 9 to 10% EBITDA margin. We are well out of the gate for the first quarter of the year. Uh, cement 6 to 6.5 billion in revenue and an EBITDA margin of 4 to 5%. And on-core activities uh, will still be uh, 800 million to a billion for the year and uh, an expected loss of 250 to 350 million. And on the group that adds up to a revenue of 23 to 24.5 billion with an adjusted EBITDA margin of 6 to 7 and a reported EBITDA margin of 4 to 5. So we are still expecting to spend around 550 million in integration costs during the course of the year. We have spent 127 coming out of Q1. Uh, the adjusted uh, uh, EBITDA margin is still roughly diluted by 2% from uh, the inclusion of mining technologies. And uh, the guidance for non-core activities is still included as part of the 1.2 billion total expected loss that we guided in the outset last year for the three-year period that we expect to close down that uh, business. Then we have included a slide here that illustrates a little bit progression on our transformation plan. Um, on uh, the, the different groups in, in our business. First of all, in mining, we're progressing well on the synergy outtake. We have reduced by more than 800 people in Q4, Q1, in line with what we uh, communicated and expected. And we're planning the next wave of synergy takeouts during the second half of uh, this year, when we finally will uh, merge the acquired uh, legal entities of TK and start shutting down uh, uh, the systems from them and merge data into one uh, if it's mid-unit country by country, region by region. A little flavor on our risk and management uh, de-risking approach. 84% of our POC revenue is now related to what we classify as lower risk orders and the comparable numbers in last quarter. Um, uh, same, same quarter last year was 58%. So moving forward on the de-risking uh, part. Same for cement, a little flavor here that uh, cement is also de-risking both their percentage of completion but also their backlog. And cement has continued the simplification of the operating model. They've reduced uh, 
and the number of employees by some 700 people since the same quarter last year, predominantly by pulling away from smaller countries where we no wonder uh, no longer want to be present in cement and also a significant delayering of the organization. NCA, most predominantly uh, the order backlog reduction, as Miko mentioned, significant uh, progress in that uh, part of, uh, of the business. And on group level, we communicated that we are simplifying across the board. We have about 150 offices that needs to go to half, and, and about 30 of them have now been vacated admittedly the easy ones first, but uh, yet uh, significantly progress, and that will start to sit in the numbers as we uh, move forward. On the pure place separation of mining and cement, we have now uh, defined the separation principles, and uh, internally uh, a uh, uh, project has been defined to complete a, a full separation of mining and cement uh, no later than uh, end of uh, next year, and uh, that is progressing well. And with that, I think we can give it over to uh, Q&A. Thank you. At this time, if you would like to ask a question, please press the star and one keys on your touchtone phone. You may remove yourself from the queue at any time by pressing the pound key. Once again, that is star one to ask a question. And our first question will come from Christian Hinderocker with Goldman Sachs. Your line is open. Yes, good morning, everyone, and thank you for the opportunity. I'd like to start with orders, please. Uh, if we back out the, the billion or so lower level of large orders that we've seen this quarter versus the first quarter of last year, uh, I think we get to about 3.8 billion mining order number for the quarter, uh, and that effectively is flat year on year. I'm just interested in how that's developed with regards to split between price and volume, uh, as well as the extent to which you think orders might have been impacted uh, by your active decision to de-risk the order intake. Uh, and then secondly, um, mining service orders were up 15%, um, and you said that that's been supported by the acquisition of TK or mining technologies. I just able, uh, wondered if you could quantify the contribution from TK uh, within the service business specifically. So if I if I start with the with the service orders, uh, so most of the growth in service orders is actually coming from uh, from additional volume coming from mining technology, and what we've been doing uh, in service is that the mix is getting better. So we are uh, we 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 cancel some of the large labor contracts in the first quarter, and it means that that uh, it could have been renewed. So we 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 are exiting kind of basic labor. And, and uh, moving away from that one. So that will have a slight negative impact on the volume. So at the same time, if, if I look at the mix of the service, is dominantly spare parts, wear parts, higher level uh, services, which are possessing higher margin as well, and no labor, labor issues, and then, then uh, uh, kind of refurbishment and upgrade. So actually the mix is getting much better. But that is a little bit... Uh, limiting our ability to go top line fast. But uh, we actually, in the other categories, we, are, we continue to, to increase order intake. So I think it's uh, what we see for full year. My expectation is that uh, on top of the mining technology added volume, that there will be small growth in order intake for services. And in order intake, we've seen improvement in margin compared to 
last year. So top line margin in services better than year ago. So uh, that will support uh, support the volume a bit. Uh, then on the on the capital side, what we see is that the market is good, active, stable. It good, active, stable means that it's similar to last year because last year was really good for the capital business and. Uh, and uh, we are quite selective what we do there. So I would say that uh, we are getting orders that we want to get. And I know that in the first quarter that there was, there was opportunity to take more volume in, but we decided not to because that was kind of low quality, low quality orders just to kind of uh, support the top line. Our focus is that if you look at our technology and product portfolio, that we focus on the core elements, meals, crossers, HPGR, pumps, so for the core elements. So I believe that, that uh, we are doing well there. And also that it's also the timing. timing. Since closing on the books, we got a nice order for large meals in, in Chile. So in capital, it's quite a lot of our timing. But my expectation is that it's a positive staple for the year. And, and uh, so far, we are getting the business that we are targeting to get. So, But, but we are turning down... Uh, more business compared to the past, so that if there's a low, low margin, uh, high risk uh, kind of cases with a lot of engineering, it's not, not, not our business anymore. So it has some impact. Thank you, Nico. Uh, maybe we can turn to margins now. Um, clearly a stronger than expected performance, uh, and you've highlighted the mix from higher service revenues and, and the improvement in SG&A from restructuring. I just wonder if you can talk about the impact of, of price-cost dynamics and I guess in particular how underlying costs are trending uh, if we ignore the headcount and, and sort of structural office reductions that, that you've taken, uh, in other words, sort of on a per head or um, per footprint basis. I could actually comment the, the, the kind of product cost and, and I think uh, Roland could comment on the overall company, company cost where we are heading there. So if I look at the the margin improvement in uh, in order intake both in capital and service so we've been able to cover inflation plus a bit more so that means that the top line margin is higher and uh, what we've seen is that uh, this the last year still in the first quarter we have not seen decrease in input costs so there seems to be still inflation in the supply chain, meaning that if you look at the prices of the components, sourcing, there's still inflation in, in the chain. Uh, from, but it, it will be less this year than last year. But, uh, but uh, my expectation that input costs, which are, which are kind of product costs uh, for, the, for the production cost. Uh, both in service and capital, still go up this year, but less than, than, than in 22. And I think, Carol, if you want to comment about the kind of organization and synergy. Yeah, so, so what we're planning to do on, on the SDNA side, if, if I understood it correctly, I think uh, Cement, of course, will, will complete their de-layering uh, over the next uh, half, half year or so. In mining, we have uh, taken uh, first wave out of, uh, of the synergies, which was basically our front end with double rolls and so on. And in second half, uh, we are now uh, preparing to, to do the legal entity merger, uh, combine the systems into one system, water entry, entry module, and that means there's a second wave of synergy takeout in uh, 
the entire support functions uh, of of the company. That will be, that will happen in Q3, Q4, and then have full run rate impact from from first of January with the, the 560 that we have uh, that we have communicated. Uh, but all. All the stuff that, that Miko talks about and I talk about is still, you know, giving mining and it beats adjusted for the year of nine to ten percent. Thank you, Roland, and thank you, Miko. Uh, finally, then, uh, just inventories. Um, they're around four billion uh, and only up really a, a little bit sequentially. I think eighty-eight million. You said uh, in one of the slides. I'm just interested in um, in the development in inventories. You had a very strong sales mix and service towards fares and wares. Uh, one might assume that that might lead to lower inventories. Uh, and then secondly, um, how we should look at, at potential working capital developments more broadly uh, as we move through the remainder of the year. Yeah, so, uh, so inventory... Inventory is actually expected to be slightly up the more service business we get on a relative basis. So inventory is slightly up in Q1, and that has supported the, our, our order intake in service and also our revenue execution in, in service. So what we have said is that uh, uh, networking capital for the year will hoover between 10 and 11% uh, in total. And also longer term, when service becomes a bigger ticket of our combined business, uh, working capital should stay below 15%. So to the extent we succeed in building a, a bigger and stronger service business, we will uh, most likely have, have uh, inventories on, on uh, slightly higher levels than we currently see. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. Our next question will come from Lars Topholm with Carnegie. Your line is open. A couple of uh, questions on my side. Maybe to start with a follow-up on the networking capital from uh, a question from from just before. So, so uh, are you seeing any change in the networking capital level, or for that matter, the cash generation uh, in Q2, the, the reason I ask is because you're stating your work in progress will be invoiced in the coming quarters, but that just makes it a receivable, which is still working capital. And then uh, a slightly related uh, question. Uh, can you comment on your free cash flow from core and from non-core activities, respectively, uh, because a cash flow statement doesn't give that uh, split? And then a final question you mentioned on page 13 on, on non-cores that uh, you're in negotiations that could lead to a sale of part of these activities. I just wonder if you can comment on what the cash flow implications could be of, of, of that. Would, would that result in any significant cash outflow? Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that, Lars. <clears throat> so uh, on our networking capital, uh, we, we are currently uh, we are currently executing on projects both in our uh, own uh, legacy business and also in the uh, former TK business. And uh, I think it's fair to say that some of the projects on the TK business have different milestone profiles, milestone payment profiles than our own business. And that means that we're currently building up uh, uh, work in progress. And as you say, work in progress will then be invoiced and then collected. And there's no, there's no issues with that. that. That's how it will uh, play out. So to the extent that we execute as we should, 
it'll be invoiced, the customer will accept that and then pay the invoices. So that's also why we have said that uh, uh, networking capital will be between 11, uh, 10 or 11 percent and it will be swinging over the year. So it's not the only cash flow item. We also have restructuring costs, we have severance payments, we have uh, significant losses in our NCA business that needs to be cleared out and we're also clearing Russia out. So nothing new in that, that's exactly as we have communicated it. Uh, 2023 is not a great cash flow year We've said that we expect CFFO to be uh, positive for the year, but not uh, large. And that's still, uh, still how it is. So I'm not going to give you a precise guidance for uh, Q2. Now, on the sale of, uh, of NCA, <clears throat> we are contemplating potentially to sell parts of NCA. And, uh, you know, we don't know where, where that ends, but uh, the talks are, are ongoing. And then uh, we will come back. Uh, once we know more. That's not going to be a great uh, cash inflow or outflow. This is a loss-making business. Uh, that's not great. It's business where we have strong IP rights. That is great, but some, some, of, the, some of the parts, it, it will not be uh, a great uh, value on that expectedly. Yeah, so I hope I answered some of it, Lars. Yeah, 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 you did, and, and good good job on the integration. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question will come from Gustav Sven with Hammers Banken. Your line is open. <clears throat> yes, hello, Gustav Sven, Hammers Banken. Um, I have a few questions on uh, on on NCA. First of all, if we look at the reduction of the backlog here, um, how much more of the remaining part do you think is in scope for, for terminations? Have you done it all now or should we expect the remainder uh, of the backlog plus the additional three, four hundred million actually being sold? That's the first one. Yeah, so uh, so there's no change in, in, in what we have guided the market, right? We still uh, expect the majority uh, to be either executed or cancelled over the course of 23, 24 and then with the tail end in 25. So that's that's still the expectation. If or when or we may sell part of that, we will revisit the, the, the full uh, uh, execution time like of the remaining backlog and then, then come back. But for now, there's no change in, in that expectation. So the remaining 2.1 billion will predominantly be delivered this year, next year and the tail end in 25. And our evaluation criteria for potential buyers is that how much they would take backlog and then, then uh, people involved in the NCA business. So, in, in uh, as, as Rowan said before, the, the purchase price is not uh, not a matter. There is it's basically backlog, and then uh, num- numbers of people and offices related to the NCA, and that will be our criteria whether it makes sense to sell it if there's a buyer or, or just to execute the backlog. So we are ready to execute the backlog fully ourselves and exit the business that way as well. So it's, uh, uh, but if there's a buyer and meets the criteria that we have, then we are willing to sell parts of it. But uh, but we are also equally ready to, to execute it fully. Yeah. And can you comment roughly how much is in scope for, for sale of the, the 2.1 billion? No, no, we're not going to comment on that now. Okay. Uh, then just lastly, can you explain how you get to the same uh, number uh, as you've got it previously, 1.2 billion accumulated loss? given that you're actually making a big reduction now in the backlog. Yeah, so uh, 
So in the outset, we estimated to, uh, to lose 1.2 billion, and uh, some of it is already lost. So we lost a big ticket last year, we've lost something in Q1, and then the rest over the course uh, of, uh, of the remaining uh, execution period. All right, but I would imagine that the accumulated losses would be, be lower, given that you've terminated a significant part of the, of the backlog. Uh, but that, that is not the case for now. Okay. All right, thank you for that. Our next question will come from Klaus Eltma with Nordia. Your line is open. Thank you. Also, a few questions from my side. Uh, Ronan, you mentioned that you expect a positive free cash flow from operations. What about the free cash flow? How do you see that for this year? Yeah, that's, is that also going to be positive? That, that's a good question, Klaus, and we talked about that before, but I'm not going to comment more on that. I'm not going to comment more on that. It's not going to be a great cash flow year. We're doing a lot of restructuring, the remaining backlog on Russia, NCA, back and forth, so it'll be a little wobbly. But, you know, we are in relatively good control, and my best guess is that uh, we will have... Uh, uh, positive CFFO for the year, and then you can deduct a bit of capex and tax payments, and then uh, then we are there. Okay, it was worth a try. Then uh, talking about the mining uh, margin, then you know nine point six percent in Q one adjusted. Traditionally, you have a lower margin in Q one compared to rest of the quarters or the full year. Uh, and in this year, we should also start to see the benefit from, from the cost-saving initiatives. So everything equal, shouldn't the mining division at least aiming for the high end of your margin guidance? Yeah, I, I, I hope so, Klaus. So let's see. let's see how it plays out. Okay, and then just a follow-up on that part. You know, Miku, you mentioned that we were going to be proud when we're going to see the margins uh, in the orders you're signing uh, currently. How should we translate that to a thing we put into the Excel spreadsheet? Uh, well, it's, it's of course difficult to translate how, kind of levels of proudness uh, in, in terms of numbers. But uh, but but uh, when we look at the the, the, the backlog and, and the old backlog, when it, when it's turning to revenues and and uh, uh, most of the kind of old backlog will be out in in, in uh, 24, and and the, the mix in terms of. Uh, New stuff and old stuff is getting better. So the, so so in that sense, I say it's it's very, it's very good actually. <laughs> what will come out, but the, but the, but of course it's gradual change because especially in the capital business, we start to, it's, it's about a mix of the kind of low margin backlog and higher risk backlog. What we are now executing and then. Because execution quite often, for example, for if you talk about uh, mill, what we what we now got an order last week, it, it, uh, it's easily two years. Well, and also, it's not only about margin, but also the risk, that the risk profile is much better, as, as Roland highlighted at the end, that we'd be really selective, that we focus on quality of the orders for the, and core technology, not engineering this and that and, and uh, steel structures. Okay, uh, thank you so much. We're looking forward to see those um, projects being delivered in the PNL. So, uh, well done. You can Thanks. tell me when you feel uh, that we can be proud. <laughs> I will do that. Our next question will come from Christian Johansson with SCP. Your line is open. Yes, uh, thank you. So, just regarding this two percentage point dilution from mining technologies, so. 
from what I understand, there was this, this two percentage point dilution in Q1, and that's also what you expect for the full year. So does that imply that we should expect sort of two percentage point dilution in, in each quarter during the year? And, and can you just elaborate a bit more on the pacing? I, I would expect that to eventually start to to level off. So, so maybe maybe I will first comment the, the the so the pickup in service will be fast because then of course uh, the first we need to pick up the, the new orders for the higher higher margin. So I I, I I would expect to start to see in service revenues the diff- gap kind of closing in the fourth quarter. But in the capital business, it takes a bit longer because I don't think we execute any any new capital orders for mining technology this year. So that would be then then for the following year. But the service, service uh, I'm expecting order intake to be at the same level as, as uh, F, current F.L. Smith end of the toward, uh, fourth quarter, and then uh, it's, it's starting to kind of come in as a revenue. I don't know, Roland, if you want to comment about timing. Well, that, 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 that logic is right. It's, it's going to be a little wobbly, right? So uh, <clears throat> as, as uh, Miko says, uh, service will, will turn around faster, right? And then there's a backlog to be delivered that we can't change. And... Uh, expectedly this uh, dilution will then fade off once we come into the new year. So on average, 2% is uh, best guess for now. Understood. Uh, and then just asking again about the, the uh, NCA backlog, so just to understand the dynamics, when you uh, cancel or rescope these uh, orders in the backlog, the, the, the cost or the, the loss you... you originally expected from that project. I mean, do, do you still carry that? Or, well, I mean, what's the, the impact uh, on, on the T&L in, in the quarter from, from these uh, backlog production? Yes, I understand the question. So if it's loss-making and we just cancel it, are we then not saving money? And, uh, you know, that may be the case in some of the orders. In, in some of the orders, we may pay our way out. So for now... You know, plus minus, we are not changing the, the full 1.2 billion ref, the, the question we had before also. But everything else equal, if you're doing it properly and a bit more and so on, it should be better doing it than not doing it. For now, we're not changing the full, uh, the full guidance. No, no that's, that, that's perfectly clear. So, so the cost related to uh, lowering the backlog, is that fully taken in the quarter, or is there any delayed cost institutions? Uh, so so that, that varies a little bit. Most is taken in the quarter. There may be a few more coming in Q2 on the stuff we did in Q1. Understood. Uh, that's all for me. Thank you so much. Thanks. Our next question will come from Nick Houston with RBC Capital Markets. Your line is open. Oh, hello. Uh, I actually thought I exited the queue. Um, I, I suppose two very quick ones I could ask would be, um, firstly, on the mining service orders, could you maybe just give us a sense of uh, how much of that order intake uh, relates to midlife overhauls, which I think for some of the peer group has been um, you know, quite, quite a um, you know, profitable So if I look at the order intake and mix is dominantly spare parts, wear parts, 
And, and uh, there could be what is sometimes called as a capital spare, which means that the expenses spare, which is the uh, kind of main uh, body of the of the cross or then uh, then then uh, a meal. So there are some some large uh, kind of spares as well, but uh, less on on refurbs. And and in refurbs, uh, we are also careful that we are undertaking refurbishments that are upgrades for our own technology, existing technology, rather than engineering assignment for the NCA type of refurbishment. So, uh, there's a, so, so say of that one is smaller and quite small for the quarter. So it's mainly spare parts, wear parts, and then high-value-add high uh, services, less refurbs. Great, thanks. And then um, a related second question uh, would be on the 70-30 order split uh, between uh, service and equipment in, in the mining division in Q1. Um, is that about the level that we should be thinking of going forward, um, sort of now that you're um, you know, very much focused on lower risk um, sales, or do you, do you think that maybe it will maybe trend a little bit towards... Um, I would say that over, over time we, we would like to be closer to that number, but still uh, for the next one or two years, I think the split is uh, closer to, to 60, 60, 40, because as I said, in, in, uh, in product business, there's a timing, timing, uh, lots of timing difference between the quarters. So, But uh, over time, uh, while we are increasing, uh, increasing service business, we would like to be closer to 65 to 70, but that needs to come from growth of the service rather than decline in the capital business of our core products. So that's why I said it will take a bit of time. And, and uh, there are areas in service that we are planning to grow much faster than the market. And, and we talk more about that in, in the kind of coming months, what we've done there. But it's, it, service needs to grow into that split rather than, than, uh, than uh, capital to, to shrink. So I think uh, once we've uh, done the kind of restructuring, once we define it as we have now, what are our core products and technology, we, we want to keep an real market share there and then grow service faster than, than the, the capital over time to increase the share. I don't know if that was kind of clear enough explanation. Yeah, yeah, very clear. Thanks very much. Thank you. And as a reminder, that is star one to enter the question queue. And our next question will come from Tommy Rello with D&B. Your line is open. Hello, it's uh, Tommy from D&B. Uh, can you comment uh, uh, the old Houston Group uh, uh, orders and sales uh, uh, levels in the first quarter? Uh, so, so uh, we're not calling out separately uh, the order intake from from XTK. So we're not doing that. We, what we're saying is that out of total revenue, our revenue expected is below three billion for the year. And uh, how much was that uh, in the first quarter? Uh, we, we're not calling that out, but but um, no. Okay. Thank you. All right, and at this time, there are no further questions in the queue. So I would like to turn the call back over to management for any additional or closing remarks. I would like to thank you for your, for your time and, and questions. Uh, 
as I said in the beginning, we are well on our way with our transformation journey, and there will be visible in the in the EPTA improvement both in in mining and, and cement. We will go for pure play mining, pure play cement, both being separate entities. Here on next year, focus on quality of the earnings and and be very selective with the order intake what we have, and then be leader in in the, of the pack in in terms of having technology in 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 mining what what is needed for the customers. And thank you for your time and and look forward to talking to you soon again.